1: We're going to be talking about Valentine's Day. Uh, it's kind of the, the overall topic. But, uh, you know, guys have questions. Today's Valentine's Day. They're like, what do I do? Should I give her flowers? Should I give her chocolate? Should I, should I try to have sex with her? Like, like, what should I do? And so I wanted to address that. Um, and then I'm going to share some thoughts I have on some things that I've seen recently um, that have come to, to my attention through our company, et cetera. But, but I, wanted, I wanted to share this, this idea because you know, a lot of times in, in this area of grayness, right? A lot of you feel like you're gray. Actually, if you feel like you're gray, meaning like you don't know where you stand in your marriage, put gray below. Um, So drop gray, G-R-A-Y or G-R-E-Y. I really don't know how it's spelled. Actually. Um, You're kind of like confused, like, you don't know where you're at in the marriage. You don't know if she's filing for divorce. You don't know if you're filing for divorce. You don't know if divorce is on the table. You don't know what's on the table. You don't really know in and out. You're you're just confused. Just put gray in the chat if that's where you are and you're not sure. Because the gray is almost the hardest place to be, right? Because when you're gray, it's confusion. Yeah, limbo. It's it's uh, dark black. Yeah, it's, it's absolute confusion um, because everything went from being a certain way which is we're in love we're on vacations we're doing our work thing you know it's it's going a certain way and then all of a sudden you just you just like hit a slick pad uh, hit, hit hit some oil skid or something and now you're doing spins and when you feel like you're in that spin it's really hard because you're trying to grab control of the car if anybody's ever done that before where you've lost control of your vehicle and you're you're immediately told what to go against it right and some of you are leaning into it as opposed to going against it. And what that means is that when a car is spinning out of control, if you lean into it, what it does, it actually causes you to continue to, to spin versus going out. And I hope I got this analogy correctly, because now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know if it's the other way around, but it's the opposite of what your instincts would tell you to do. And and right now your instincts are telling you to lean into it and try to get her to come back to you. And so, you know, if she told you, well, you didn't tell me you loved me enough. And so you're instantly like, oh, okay. Well, that means because of all this, I'm going to tell you that I love you more. And you're, you're going to be every day before she goes to work you're you to be like waiting there. Like you made her breakfast and you're like, oh baby, I just want to tell you, I love you. And she's like, okay, thanks. And she might give you a peck. Maybe she'll even have sex with you sometimes, but you know, it's like having sex with a doll. It's limp. It's not going to do anything for you. Uh, Why? Because she's not connected to you. There's a lack of intimacy. And, and, and you start to, yeah, as Joey's saying, you overanalyze all the small details. And, And we see this all the time, this confusion, because there's this, there's this aspect of a woman's heart where she leans out. And when she leans out, it doesn't mean that she's necessarily done. But in that moment, she's created a level of boundary for herself. And those level those boundaries are scary for a man. How many of you, when your wife first either told you she didn't love you said, I'm having an affair or whatever it is that you found out is why you're here. Like literally you just were, were scared shitless. Like you didn't know what the fuck to do. Like put WTF in, in the chat, right? What the fuck? Like, what do I do? Like, I, right. Like we're not taught this in school. Like. There's no, there's no class you can take in, you know, gym class where your PE teacher goes, okay, gentlemen, let me tell you what to do when your wife leaves you, or when your wife says she's having an affair, or when your wife says she doesn't love you anymore, like, what do I fucking do? Right. And so we get to, we get to go through that with, with other men. And I had to learn this too, because when my wife did all this, it was right before Christmas. And I was experiencing that pain of like, wait, but, but this is Christmas. And like, this is the season of cheer. And you're like basically kicking me out and making me sleep on the couch because you don't want to be near me. And in all this confusion, I lived in confusion, utter confusion for weeks and weeks. And I was sitting there and I remember just kind of getting to this place where I was like, you know what? I'm only confused because I'm not clear on what I want. What the fuck do I want? Who do I want to be? What kind of man am I for sleeping on the couch? like this is my fucking house. Why am I sleeping on the couch? I, I, I don't want to leave. I'm not going to leave my house. I'm not going to leave my kids. There's some things that my wife is doing that are literally rational. Why should I have to sleep on the couch? Why should I have to do that? And that questioning started to show me where my thoughts really needed to end up being, which was in a place of empowerment because I'd been living in disempowerment. I'd been living on the couch crying myself to sleep wondering what she was doing in the bedroom who she was talking to what was happening all of this craziness all of this confusion why because everything was gray it went from being just happy or i thought was happy to gray i even remember one of the days before work i went into this i went to this park and it was it was cold it was december it was gray and i remember just just sobbing my eyes out because i was so lost and so confused and i was trying to pray I was trying to ask God what's going on. You know, it just, just, just like, how did this happen? How did my wife go on a trip and then come back and like now doesn't want anything to do with me and says that I'm no longer her husband, that I'm dead to her? like, what the fuck? How does that happen? But here's the thing is that searching for those answers, I was asking the wrong questions and the wrong questions will get you the wrong answers. The wrong questions will get you the wrong answers. And that is because that questions are powerful. And when when you have properly framed questions, you will get properly framed answers. In our Thrive program specifically, we teach guys how to ask what we call empowered questions, not disempowered questions. Because disempowered questions look like, why me? Why did this have to happen to me? Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to experience this? But in reality, like, who are you?
2: Who are you? Why the fuck are you so special?
1: why does your shit not stink? Why are you so different from the next guy? Well, because you were a good man and you were a good husband and you did all the things good, like Santa Claus is going to come down and give you presents. It doesn't mean you deserve to to have this perfect wife. It doesn't mean anything. And some of you have to pop that thinking because the reality is you're living with another person, another human being. And, and honestly, at the end of the day, as much as we all want to believe the other person and that they are true in what they're saying, that they made a covenant to you that, hey, I'm, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm never going to cheat on you or all those things. It, it, at the end of the day, you're dealing with a human being, a human being who has baggage, who has trauma, and is going to treat you the way she was treated as a child. And the same goes for you because we all have this baggage. We all have this trauma that we don't know how to fucking deal with that. We don't know how to bring to the table and heal from, and men specifically were so good. Like, I don't know if you guys, like, I loved watching the movie Braveheart, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I loved how, you know, it was like, William Wallace was like this peaceful warrior. And, you know, and this was back in, uh, you know, his, his heyday, the uh, Mel Mel Gibson's heyday, if you will, in the nineties, when he was like in all these movies, I just remember him like being all peaceful and like finding this chick and she's cute and they get married and they have sex and it's all amazing and stuff until that one day, the British just, you know, just overstepped their boundaries. And up until that point, he stayed out of the fight. He didn't want anything to do with the fight. And then all of a sudden they fucking just came at him and took her because they wanted to prompt him. They wanted to fight him. And I remember the scene specifically when they first took over the very first uh, British or whatever it was, the English guard. Um, and I remember the, the old men had been wanting to fight for so long and they finally were in this battle. And um, I think it was the first one. And the, and the old guy gets shot with an arrow. And 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 he's just like down and and they're like trying to get him up. And he's like, fuck it. Let's go. He's like, just break it off. and He like breaks off the arrow and then he like lifts up the thing. So the guys get through and, and crash, you know, crash into the to the English guys. And like, that's what we aspire to be as men. It's like I want to be shot up with arrows. I want swords coming through me. I want to be bleeding, dragging my guts and be like, yeah, I'm a fucking man. I'm a real man. Because I don't need healing, even though your guts are hanging on the ground, you got blood coming out over here, you got an arrow over here. And that's how we live life as men who are hurt, men who have been cut, men who have been stabbed. And we just try to bandage it up with a bunch of duct tape, right? Because duct tape fixes everything. If I put enough duct tape over this wound, maybe I'll stop bleeding. Yet the blood is still just gurgling out of you. Why? Because your body wasn't meant for that. Your body was meant for healing. And it can't heal, though, until you take the whole fucking arrow out. You can't heal if you just continue to go and do your thing without ever actually stopping to do the healing work. And the healing work only begins when you end the toxicity, because right now your wife has all the fucking power. And when your wife has all the fucking power and you don't know how to neutralize the power, you cannot heal. We had a guy come to us yesterday who said, White, marriage is over. I'm not focused on that. I just want to heal. Awesome. Great. What the fuck did you do to contribute to the failure of your marriage? Can't answer that question. Can't answer that question. Why? Because he's not interested in learning about what he did wrong. What he's interested in is somebody putting some more duct tape on him so he doesn't have to feel what he feels. Men, we are so accustomed to being in that battle. We're so accustomed to being that guy who's hurt And and instead of like acknowledging the pain, instead of recognizing and realizing I've got to do the fucking work, we just continue to drag our guts. We continue to take the blood that's just streaming down our sides and just patch it up with duct tape, hoping that it'll just get better. Maybe if I don't look at my guts on the ground, maybe if I don't notice that my balls have been chopped off, maybe if I don't notice that I've got a stab in the back of my wound, that I'll be okay, that somehow it's going to be all right. And that everything is just going to be okay. But that is not how it works. So you came here and you're like, what do I do on Valentine's Day? Well, guys, there's only two things you can do. Number one is you have to understand what level of boundary your wife has placed on you. That means this, is she leaned out or is she leaned in? If she's leaned out and she's basically saying, hey, we're done, don't do shit. Don't give her a Valentine's day card. Don't tell her you love her. Don't do any of that stuff. It violates the empowered man rules of engagement. If you're not sure about that, go watch the video again. It's 11 minutes long. I give you all the whole thing. Some of you are just so bent on trying to manipulate her. You're like, yeah, but it's Valentine's day. Who gives a fuck? It was made up by some damn marketers anyways. It's not a real fucking holiday, right? It was by jewelers and chocolate companies that created this shit. Your wife doesn't give two fucks if you love her right now. I'm just going to be blunt, honest. Some of you need to hear that. Your wife doesn't give a shit if you love her right now. Why? Because she doesn't love you anymore. It's fucking hard to hear, guys. It is hard. I'm telling you, I've lived this. This isn't me just yelling at you and pontificating at you as if I've never experienced this. I fucking lived it. I know what it feels like. And it hurts like hell, but you just trying to give her candy, you just trying to convince her to come back to you You doing all those things is you avoiding the real problem, because the problem is not her, the problem is fucking you. You are the problem, not her. I don't care if she wants nothing to do with you. I don't care that she's rejected you. I don't care that she's sucking some other man's dick. The fact is she doesn't want to be with you. And she has to deal with that on her own. What you have to deal with is you. And that's the scariest fucking thing. Why? Because it's easier to be stabbed. It's easier to have all this shit and the blood come like, I'm, I'm here for you, baby. I love you. And yet you're bleeding all over her. And you've been doing it the entire fucking marriage. Now, I got to say it again, because some of you mistake my words. I'm not saying you caused her to do this shit. I'm not saying you made her cheat on you. I'm not saying you made her leave you. I'm never going to say that to a man. That is not fair to say. A woman chooses what she wants to choose, but she is choosing something. And you trying to give her candy and flowers and all this bullshit. The love bombing, as Joey's referring to here, is not going to help her. And if it does, if that shit works, you better fucking run. Because if your wife comes back to you because you gave her flowers and candy, you've got a bigger problem. And that problem honestly comes back to this, is that she doesn't know who the fuck she is and that anybody can win her over. That's dangerous. That is not the kind of woman you want to be in a relationship with. So guys, all of this comes
2: back to this idea of pain and that we are all in pain. There's not
1: one man that's never experienced pain. If I were to say everybody in here that's never experienced pain post pain below, it would be zero. There would be not one man that has not experienced pain and not just pain. I'm talking wounding. There's a difference between pain and wound. I can painfully, you know, someone can grab my arm and it'd be painful, but there's a difference between that and an actual wound that doesn't just go away. And when we, when we bandage up these wounds with our duct tape and we have these big old nasty scabs that could easily come undone, You guys ever see a man and maybe you're one of these men where it's like something simple happens, dude just goes off, just flies off a handle. Like, whoa, what the fuck? Why does a man like that just fly off the handle?
2: Because he's in pain. He's angry. We have guys do that
1: to us on on phone calls sometimes. Hey, man, we're just talking about what's going on in your life. Give you some feedback and you just fucking go off on us. Why? Because you feel shame. You feel shame. We get hung up on because of it. Why? Because they don't want to face their shame. They don't want to face the pain that is equated with it. Here's, here's the thing is that men equate shame and pain. So that if I admit that I'm in pain, if I admit that I am wounded, I will not do what? I will not want to get healing. Why? Because I feel shame. I feel ashamed that I'm painful. I feel ashamed that my wife would do this to me, that I would hurt so much. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing to admit to other people that your wife is cheating on you or that your wife doesn't want to be married to you, especially if you're in like some sort of community, like a faith community, like I was, and going to other people and basically saying, holy shit, this is what's happening. Nobody wants to admit that. Why? Because that's the pain. That's the shame and how they go together. Guys, I'm reminded of these things, and I wanted to bring this to your attention because Honestly, some of you just don't know how to deal with your pain and you're doing it alone.
2: You don't have to do it alone. You
1: don't have to do it alone. There's a community of men. There's a community of coaches that want to be there for you. But that can only happen when you get out of your own fucking way and you stop making excuses. You stop blaming everyone else. You stop hitting the she button and you start hitting the me button. We actually, we talk about this a lot with our, with our team that, that does the calls with you guys. And one of the very first things that we are listening for in a man's call is, does he have the ability to take ownership for his shit? Does he have the ability to come on and say, you know what? I've messed up. I need help. I need to stop being an asshole. I need to become a better man. What does a better man look like? Man that knows how to communicate with his wife. That is a great father. That's a vision. That's something I can work with. So if, you, if, you're, if you're like, man, I've just, I've fucked up, I've been bad, or I've been this, I've been that, all these things, I don't care. I don't care what you've done. I don't care your sins. I don't care how great they are, bad they are. It doesn't matter to me. Because what matters more than anything right now is your ability to be humble and recognize your own faults and come to the table and say, I want to deal with these. We texted a guy the other day who reached out to us, um, you know, as all of you probably come in through different channels, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. And he, you know, we asked him, Hey, did you get our, did you get our training? And he said,
2: no, it doesn't matter. I'm calling it quits.
1: And I was, it was weird. You know, I didn't see the text, um, but this is, this was told to me afterwards. And then my, my advisor said, um, you know, what's going on? What do you mean? Call quits?
2: No response. A day later,
1: we get a text from that same number and my advisor's name is Jonathan. And he said, Hey, Jonathan, I don't know how you knew my brother, but he's no longer with us.
2: Man took his life. He took his life because he couldn't deal with the pain anymore. And instead of getting help, he refused and rejected
1: the help. Now I'm not a mental health, uh, Doctor, I'm not a therapist. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. But I can tell you this, is that if you fucking take your life, I have zero respect for you. You're a fucking coward.
2: And I know that there's some of you right now that are contemplating it. I'm here to tell
1: you, don't be a fucking coward. That man had children that will no longer see their father again. I don't care what a woman has done
2: to you. It is not fucking worth it. And then I heard the story of another man that I know who'd been going, who'd gone through divorce two years ago, had a problem with alcohol. He was actually a great influencer in Instagram and all these other things. Self-help guy, whatever took his life this weekend. Same shit.
1: Would not die. Would not look into the pain. Had a, had an answer for everyone else was that was, was good at fixing everyone else's problems. But when it came to his own shit, he couldn't do it. He couldn't look himself in the mirror, too ashamed of who he was because he lacked humility. It's pride. Pride goes before the fall. And some of you are so fucking proudful, proud and prideful that you're missing on the glory of humility. You're missing on the power of humility. You want to feel powerful. You're not powerful when you're prideful and arrogant. You look stupid. You look stupid when you're prideful and arrogant. Had a fucking guy comment on my ad the other day and said something to the effect of something like uh, to, to be honest or something like you don't look like you know what you're talking about or, or some shit like that. And I'm like, do you know how stupid you look right now? Like, like who, who the fuck are you? What are you contributing to men? Nothing. Nothing. It's a joke. It literally, I'm like laughing. I'm like, are you kidding me? I literally laughed at his, his thing. I didn't even comment because I was like, what am I going to say to this guy? There's nothing to say. He's an idiot. But that's what men do. Instead of really taking in consideration what I'm actually saying, they're judging my outward appearance. They're judging whatever the fuck they want to judge. I me. and I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> I've been doing this long enough. I've heard it all. I've seen it all. And I don't give two shits. Because what I care about is you guys. There's 50-something of you on here right now. I care about these 50 guys. This is
2: who I give a fuck about. But guys suicide is
1: not the option. Joey, can you post the number below for the, the suicide hotline? If you are contemplating that, there's a number that you can call. It's 988-TEXT-OR-CALL-IT. And there's mental health experts that will walk you through whatever it is you need to walk through. Don't call us. If you are feeling like you're in a place where you want to kill yourself, do not call us because we cannot help you. That is not our, that is not our business. We will, we will direct you to that number because that's, that's where you need to go. But I'm telling you guys, it's not worth it. I look at that guy's children online and I see their faces and I'm like, what is that little girl going through right now? If you're
2: seriously contemplating, it, it's like, what are those children going through? If you do that, it's selfishness. Don't let it consume you. It's not fucking worth it. You guys, we're here to offer help. We're not going to coddle you. We're not going to baby you. We're not here to manipulate you.
1: We don't just want your fucking money. We want to help fucking transform you. I'm so sick of seeing men take their lives. I'm so sick of men living in a smaller fucking life than they could live. I'm so sick of men being lazy and not being good fathers. I'm so sick of men not being good husbands. I'm so sick of men playing small and not giving this world what we need. What this world needs is men that have come fully alive. And you have a fucking choice today to become alive.
2: If we can help you do that, we will fucking help you do that. But go find
1: that thing. Don't try to do this shit on your own. I'm glad you're showing up to this, man. I'm glad you're coming to this thing. And I hope it impacts you. But it should impact you to transformation. Not just, oh, I, changed. I didn't do the Valentine's thing. Great. There should be a level of desire in you where you say, you know what?
2: I can't live like this anymore. I'm done living like that.
1: You're fucking done. I'm going to hold myself to a new standard. You'll be talking about this, this, this ownership thing. And it's not just acknowledging your failure. It's like, it's, it's acknowledging your failure and activating a new standard. What is that standard you're going to activate in yourself today? And how are you going to fucking prove it? Because everybody's all talk, man, I'm going to, I'm going to start losing weight today, man. I'm going to go to the gym today, man. I'm going to do this today, but you have to fucking do something. Put your money where your mouth is. I don't care how rich or poor you are. I got guys that come to my program that fucking borrowed money from their dad, their father-in-law, their mother-in-law. They they take money from their 401k, whatever. I don't give a fuck how you do it because investing yourself is one of the most powerful things you can do for your children. Personally, I've invested over $100,000 plus in coaching for myself.
2: I'm not asking anybody to do that. I know how to get a return out of that. Do you? Do you know how to get a return out of that? If you don't, we can teach you how. Because literally, it's a skill. It is
1: a fucking skill to extrapolate value out of something. Because it comes with intentionality. It says, I've made an investment. I'm expecting a return. It's not a cost. It's an investment in your future and who you want to become. You can either become the kind of man that basically is just lazy, sits on his couch, cries his days away, becomes an alcoholic, fucking kills himself, or you can be kind of the man who says, "You know what? I'm not going to let this define me or destroy me. I'm going to let this make me into an empowered man." You've heard me say it before,
2: get an ROI on your tears. An ROI on your tears. It is the best thing you can do for yourself.
1: To have a call with our team is a powerful thing. I'm going to drop the link here. When guys do that, even if you don't join the program, seven days, three days, whatever, there's is, there is radical things that happen. If you join that call, if you do that call with our team, you're going to have transformation just even on the call. Because I teach all of my guys, they, I spend an hour plus two hours a day with them every single day, every single person, my team, the advisors, and they know what they're doing. They're trained by me specifically to hear certain things, to ask certain questions, to show you what is missing so that you can see for yourself what it is you want to do and where do you want to go. Because at the end of the day, if you have no vision, you will perish. If you have no vision, you will perish. You will live this small life. Yeah. William's saying that. William's not a client. William had a call, but he's not a client. It's true. All transparency. Not everyone's going to become a client. Not everyone's a fit, and that's okay. But we'd rather you book your call have your time we're going to give you resources we give out a shit ton of resources for free because let's be honest some of you don't have the money and that's okay we'd rather at least point you in a direction so you have somewhere to go but there are a lot of you that are sitting on the fence and you know you should be in thrive and you're bullshitting yourself and you're fucking lying to yourself just had a guy do the other day yesterday joined who literally was on the fence since september and he got back on, he had, he had multiple calls with our team, a couple of different advisors. And it's like, what, why now? And he's like, dude, because I'm so sick of this. He's like, I've been listening to your content. I've been trying to do this stuff on my own and I'm done with it. You guys, a commercial airline pilot, like he's a smart, intelligent man and he can't figure this shit out because he wasn't meant to do. Guys, you weren't meant to figure this out on your own. You weren't meant to do this on your, you weren't meant to live life on your own empowered man actually exists to eradicate loneliness in the hearts of men. That's our actual vision. It's not to have a program. Fuck programs. The program is what works for now, but maybe 10 years from now, we don't do a program. I don't know what the hell we do in 10 years. Here's what I do know is that we are on a mission to eradicate loneliness in men so that men can feel connected, so that men can feel like they're part of a brotherhood and recognize they're not on their own. It just so happens that the men in our community right now They struggle with separation and divorce. 10 years from now, maybe we'll have more. Maybe we'll have different groups and communities. Who knows?
2: Yeah. Not everyone's a fit and that's okay. The fact
1: is, is you're not doing anything. You're not jumping on the call as you pussing out. You can either be a pussy about it or you can be a man about it. Take the fucking leap.
2: Take the fucking leap. Get on the damn call.
1: Joe, do you have anything you want to add before for I close this out? I was this was a passionate one today. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing no bones. I'm this is this is real and raw as it gets, guys. I'm passionate about your growth. I'm passionate about your journey. I want every fucking man to feel the power of transformation and freedom that you get when you're a part of something like this.
2: This is my life's work.
1: Fuck all y'all that say anything different. (laughs) I truly love you guys. I, I think about every single one of you all the time. I think about how can we help more
2: men? How can we help more men?
1: Jim, I'm not sure what you mean by so bad in your divorce of seven years. I could not get help as of now with you. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe he meant without you. I don't know who that is. All right, guys. That's it for today. You can book your empowerment call there um, and we'll get you on a call with our team and uh, let's get you started in your empowerment journey. We'll see you.